Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? I mean, I'm nervous. Why are you nervous? Just fucking... Oh, because of the... This episode. The episode to precede the episode. <clears throat> That's going to make us really nervous. Yeah, it's such a... Such a meltdown. We have to split it in two. Let's do... Um, let's cover some news. Okay. Some podcast news. So, uh, we have new shirt colors. Yeah. The shirt is now available in a total of three colors. There's two new colors. If you've been to the link of our merch company, you've seen them already. One is the, it's the same horse in a dark red ink on white shirt. And now they did one that's like the x-ray inverse of the horse, which is white ink on a black shirt, which they both look cool. They both look super and cool. And they are available now for you to purchase if you didn't want to get the blue one or you don't like wearing a lot of people white shirts are tough I've been there we've all been there yeah you wear, you wear, maybe you don't wear antiperspirant you wear a regular deodorant and you get yellow stains from sweating and that's gross so you don't fuck with white t-shirts yeah. so now it's available in black for those of you out there that want a black shirt because you're Satanist you worship the devil yep you're into the dark arts. And you'll you know you'll look cool when you go to hell wearing your awesome horse shirt. Let's be honest, awesome. black is slimming. It's where I wear wear a lot of it. Yeah. I got a doughy middle. Everyone in hell will have like the average black shirt with, you know, a Pantera album cover yeah. or, or whatever. And you'll have like a really elegant looking yeah. horse from a fucking super cool podcast. Exactly. So you'll be like a little bit more popular in hell. Just different. So yeah. Yeah. If you're going to go to hell, wear an occasionally <laughs> awesome t-shirt. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are available now. Uh, and obviously, if you buy a shirt, you support our podcast, yes, which we you. appreciate. Um, yeah. And, you know, aside from you looking fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Um, speaking of supporting us, I will be in San Diego, California this Friday uh, playing the Tipsy Crow. That's a monthly show. That Mal Hall, a comedian down there, runs. And it's great. He's been doing it for a couple of years. This is his birthday show. Oh, fun. So it should be well attended. Um, I've always heard a lot of good things about it. It's at a cool venue. Uh, So that's this Friday um, at 8 p.m. at the Tipsy Crow in San Diego, California. And let's see, July 8th, um, the Meltdown Show, Wednesday at 8 uh, my favorite show in Los Angeles. I always love performing there. Joan and Camille are awesome. The lineups are always fucking... I don't even know who's on it, but it's going to be really good because it always is really good. Uh, so that's July 8th and then July... Or Lexington, Kentucky, July 17th through 19th. Comedy Off-Broadway. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, July 21st through 26th. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. I'm worried, dude. I know. Me too. I don't know what to fucking do in Vegas. I'm worried. Um, a couple of you have already sent me like uh, things to do, which I appreciate. The Neon Graveyard? Neon Museum? Whatever. One oh, of the, yeah. One of those two yeah, things. Yeah. So, yeah. Shit like that. If you live there or have been there, spent time there, if there's cool non-gambling nightclub related things for me to do, let me know. I'm going to be there forever. Uh, but at night, I will be playing the Harris in Las Vegas. So, I will be performing. Um, at the Improv there. And then July, or I'm sorry, San Antonio, Texas, July 31st through August 2nd at the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club, LOL Comedy Club. Um, I'm trying to go to New York in August. I'm not sure. It'll probably be later August. Um, I will keep you updated on that. Once I figure out all the details, so hopefully I'll be there for like a week or two playing like a bunch of the cool clubs out there. So 
that is on its way too. And I think that's it right now. What do you got? Nothing? Something. I'll be at the store, but I'm trapped here otherwise. Trapped. Yep. Um You have no car. I have a rental. Currently renting a Toyota Yaris. Toyota's a fine car company. My warranty <laughs> covered it, so it's free. Okay. Um, which is great. Mm. But my car is being serviced. What happened to it? It's just the air conditioning stopped working in, in this current oh, heat. right as a heat wave started. To be honest, it broke like two months ago, and I didn't do anything about it. Uh, so that's kind of on you. Yeah, it's you on me. Yeah, yeah. Like most of my problems, they're my fault. Right. Um, so I took it in to get serviced, and they, they provided me. I've never checked my I didn't know. I knew I had a warranty, but I've never accessed it. So it turns mm. out uh, that my repairs are free. And I get a and I get a rental. Sweet. Yeah. All right. You'll probably take your car in more often now since you'll get yeah free work done. I think on the warranty is about to war- run out, so I either have to buy a, n- a new one. And when you get a rental, it's like you're living someone else's life for like a day. You're like, yeah. yeah what would a Toyota Yaris owner be doing? Well, and then you could go like Yaris is a little small. Do <laughs> yoga. Probably people who own Yaris's do a lot of yoga. I think. Yeah, maybe. I'm just making that up. I don't yeah. Know. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I had a piece of blueberry bread that I think was made of 90% butter. Oh. I actually feel kind of like shit right now. It that was so sounds, heavy. It sounds good. It was good, but like the first few bites was good. And it like, when you're looking at it in the display case, you're like, oh, blue, <laughs> blueberry like little loaf of bread. Love blueberries. And it, I mean, it weighed like a pound. And Were it you? was just a regular little, you know, piece of bread. Right. But I, I mean, I. Uh, when they got me my Yaris, I didn't think I was going to have a car, so I went and bought dog food. Uh-huh. And next to the place I buy dog food is my favorite meltdown uh, food eating spot, mm-hmm. China Express. <laughs> is that in <laughs> over in Los Feliz? Yeah. That and shitty little on the corner. Hey, 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 hey. I think it's great. <laughs> it's not good, dude. <laughs> I, um, well, I don't mean, agree. You must be having serious meltdowns to I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree with your thesis that it's not great. Um, it's not a thesis. It's a fact. It's not a fact. Uh, That's the end of the essay. Uh, first of all, they <laughs> have a, This place sucks. Right on the door, there's an A. They have an A, so clearly they have the health... The health people think they're great. Well, they should probably focus a little more on keeping it clean and making good food. No, it's delicious. <laughs> and uh, you go in there, and I went in there, and I fucked up a, a combo A. Which oh man, what's in that? Well, you can get you get your choice. Uh, you get you get chow mein <laughs> rice fucked. with the, one item. Pretty soon, the combo A is gonna fuck you up <laughs> so intestinally. Then I didn't feel like rice, so I just got all chow mein and then some orange chicken. Oh, and man. then I what I like what they have there that I love that donuts. Is, no, no, they don't have. To, I wish they have an orange bang, okay. that, which is just like it's like a. F- Kind of foamy sugar orange drink. It's like Sunkiss, not Sunkiss. No, no, it's not so. It's like it's almost like an orange Julius, but not quite. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I it's bang. just the sugariest thing ever. But it really cuts the salt, <laughs> of which there, you know, that kind of Chinese food is all MSG and salt. Oh yeah. And so you really need some sugar to cut it. So wait, what kind of meltdown were you having? When which you is went that there? food is so bad for you. And I, I thought you were saying you go there when you're having a meltdown, so you're like, "Fuck it, I need to like emotionally." I, eat. Know, I mean, I you it used to definitely. I there used to, I used to walk into that place definitely saying, "You know what? Fuck this." Most of the time, I went there. Yeah. Today wasn't that. I don't know. I think I was just like I realized there was no food in my house, mm-hmm. and I was right there, and I was like, well, "Let's just do this real quick." <laughs> okay. Yeah, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was an emotional meltdown situation. I don't know if I have a meltdown. 
Because actually today I thought I was going to have to pay for all the repairs on my car, which is going to be like 1700 bucks. For an air conditioner? No, because there was a, there was like uh, it wasn't. It was like seven or eight things. No, what? Well, yeah, it was it was like three things, but it wasn't like that. It was out of Freon. It needed like a new compressor and a new something else. Like right. it needed like a bunch of shit. I had a similar thing with my car like six months ago. Yeah, where I one thing needed work and the uh, the, the the warning sign check engine. That, yeah. The thing that's worse than the check engine sign on on hybrids is like an exclamation point. Yeah. Inside of a triangle, and oh, that's yeah. like the symbol of death or right. like something seriously wrong thing. Yeah. So I took it in. And they're like, "Oh, well, well, you know, we'll we'll look in the computer, and it'll tell us what things are malfunctioning or whatever." And then they were like, uh, "There was a catalytic converter problem, uh-huh. and then something else, and just the converter was, I think, eighteen or nineteen hundred, yeah. hovering around two thousand dollars." And I was like. Well, I have to go sell a kidney or blow dudes in an alley. Like, yeah. I don't know what I need to do. That's like, I need tomorrow $1,800. Yeah. And then the guy, he's like, well, we'll figure out what else is wrong and I'll call you back. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do right now? Yeah. And then he calls me back an hour later. He's like, hey, uh, by the way, we found a couple things. And then some good news. Uh, a lot of this is still covered under your warranty. I'm yeah. like, you motherfucker. You yeah. open with that. Look yeah. that up first. I'm like, you ruined my week. Yeah. And then it was all free. Yeah. I I only, I didn't, I wasn't going to even ask about the warranty. And then I was like, you know what, stupid call. Because yeah. the reason I never do it is because the place that bought the car is kind of far away. So it's a hassle to go there. But yeah, so it was, a bit, it was, it was I don't know, lately, I don't, every month there's been a thing that pops up in my life that costs 2000 bucks that I didn't have planned. <laughs> it's been fucking horrendous. Maybe every, like- every, literally every month. There's an extra two grand thing that happens, and I'm like, it's like, God damn it! Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's happened like for five months now. Maybe like four years ago, you bought a bunch of brand new stuff, and now it's all like, maybe like you bought a car and a computer, yeah, you know, and whatever else, like a refrigerator or something, yeah. and now they're all at the point where they're like, help, <laughs> we need service. Seriously, <laughs> you haven't paid attention to us in yeah. four years for real. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't I wasn't like in a bad mood and had to have Chinese food. But yeah, I, you know what? I've, I've almost been having meltdowns about not meltdowns. That's a strong word. <laughs> but I've been like spiraling out and freaking out about this fucking desert island top five favorite song playlist yeah. thing. When you suggested an episode, I was like, dude. You, because you hadn't started to make your fucking list yet, and I, I was like, you don't know what you're doing. And then you're like, have. five, five of them. I was like, that's that's farcical. I have I, I have started the list, but whenever I get to three, and then I go to the fourth, I go, no, that can't, no. Yeah, it's and too then hard. I'll pick, I'll pick two. I'll go, fuck it. These are four and five, and I'll go, no, they can't be four and five. Yeah. Who have I become? What am I? Exactly. Thinking? Exactly. So, it's yeah. a means by which you can judge yourself. So like I think two weeks ago we were supposed to do the episode where we're like have the five and I'm like, I'm not ready. Because I'll just be sitting <laughs> in my apartment and I'll go, all right, I'm going to finish this list. And then like I'll get a fourth song and I'm like, I don't know what I like anymore. <laughs> I don't even know yeah. what anything means to me. Yeah. And then I it just represents 20, whole, 20% of your personality that you will then tell the world. Because I made a list of 10 yeah. uh, in a conversation with a girl <coughs> and was having a meltdown because I realized it's like very indicative 
of your taste, uh-huh. how you've interpreted your world, how you've interpreted your life, your experiences, yeah. everything that's happened to you. You use these. You use music as these little like markers. Yeah, it's the soundtrack to your life. Yeah. yeah. So you, if you if if you pick shitty songs, it's like oh, you're kind of stupid. Yeah, because you're essentially taking five songs that represent your whole life. Yeah. But ultimately, it's like you're the only one there, so you're you know, still. It's not like people are gonna go what? Well, I've realized but on this episode, or not this. The next I realized as a young person, and maybe this still is the case. I don't know. Some people probably would say it was. I had kind of like very basic taste. Right. Very like whatever was on the top 40 radio, whatever was on Kiss FM, whatever was popular. I didn't do a lot of digging on my own into music. It was just kind of like I, I kind of liked what, what everyone else liked at the time. Yeah. I guess I liked the be- I picked what I liked the best of what was being given to me. I wasn't going and looking at all. Yeah. At all. And I don't know that I... I don't do a lot of digging now. I don't know that I like stuff that's necessarily popular, but she's like someone tells me or hey, you think I think you'd like this or like I've, I I hear like I just don't I don't know, I've never been a big yeah, I you're like, not like on the forefront of No. you know the newest coolest most underground music. Yeah, well, I notice just like a lot of the songs I pick from some of these bands are like some of their more they're they're bigger hits. Yeah, yeah. That They're mean, not like I, I was a, like I love these bands I love, but it wasn't like the B side that I'm obsessed with. It's like the fucking one that everyone liked. Right. It's like the hit by that per- that band that everyone liked, and it's like, yeah, and I don't know if that makes me like sort of a basic bitch, but like maybe it does. But that's you seem to be kind of worried about it. <laughs> like you discovered well, I know that about like yourself. A lot of the, a lot of people on my list are huge bands, right? And it's a it's like a huge band and one of their bigger hits. That's not really like I'm not a music nerd. That's what I've realized. Yeah. I'm definitely not at yeah, all. Yeah. I like music. I like it a lot. It matters to me, but I am not a music nerd by any stretch. And I think that almost makes the making of the list more stressful. <laughs> more? Because, you think it make it less? No, more because There's I think less to pick from. Some of our <laughs> listeners are music nerds. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to be like, this is the most garb- average garbage list, like surface list I've ever heard. I don't think that they will. If they, if they are true music fans and they understand why we're doing the top five thing, I don't think they will. Because it's not like we're composing like, you know, the top ten songs of all time. It's like right. th- these are our personal five songs you that ha- we're you taking to, with us. You have to categorize it personally yeah otherwise it turns into like this annoying we're not saying these are hey listeners these are the top five songs ever recorded that's a different list yeah it turns into that thing where you're like i like this white stripe song and someone's like well you should really put lead belly first you're like i know yeah i know where it came from you know it's it's that stuff it starts to turn into that yeah this is not that kind of list so if you're when you listen to the episode where we pick our five, which is not this one again, <laughs> it might as well be at this point. Because um, we're already, we're doing exactly what I thought we were going to do. We're going to get into the reasons we're picking songs and we're just going to rehash it next week. No, I think this is different. Okay. You're, cause, cause why you need it, why you need a particular song versus <laughs> why you like this song. 
Do why you, we like it and, and it didn't make it? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, how many? How many are we gonna do? Like just three or four? Yeah, three, four, five. So yeah, right. our, our alternates. So essentially, what you're listening to now is songs that we liked but didn't make the cut. Didn't make the top five. Yeah, these are like my top. You know, when I made my initial list, uh, they were like my top fifteen in there. I'm a, and this isn't necessarily in any particular order, but I fucking love <laughs> White Riot by The Clash. How does that one go again? It's just white, right? I want to ride, white, right, right on my own. And it's like the song. I never knew that was called that. The song's like about. Song. It's about like being jealous of like protesters. <laughs> it's a very accurate. Mm. To me, when I heard it as a kid, it was really accurate as to like wanting to rebel, but not necessarily having anything that was as valid as yeah. rebellion you could see other places. Mm-hmm. So you were like, you know, even as a teenager, I wanted to just be like, you know, you're kind of angry. Sometimes you feel like you're angry for, you don't know why you're angry. So yeah. you want something to rebel against. You want to be like, this is fucked up and I'm I'm pissed. But you're like, what am I mad about? Especially as like a, a relatively well taken care of white person. Right. So I always thought, and I don't, I'm, I'm not terribly cognizant of if that's the exact message behind why he wrote that song. But it's just about like, doesn't matter in the end. That's what it means yeah. to you. It's just like, yeah, you're. I'm already mad. <laughs> hey, I was <laughs> like, hey, I'm already mad over here. <laughs> so if someone could just give me, if someone could point me where I should point my anger, right? If I could use it, you're like, I want to, I want to. It's like when I saw "Do the Right Thing" or or got into Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you're like, fuck. This this world is sort of a or at least you're like there are things in this world that deserve protesting and you're like but i but that doesn't seem like it's my fight necessarily right so what's my fight and it it just made it was one of the earlier things in punk that kind of made sense to me i had trouble wrapping my head around a lot of what i heard in punk music a lot of the time because i was a teenager and pretty stupid right and so i'd be like what are they talking especially with bad religion like what population crisis like what am i worried about you know like whatever it was wasn't terribly well engaged so that made sort of sense i was like oh yeah i get it they're just like fuck right these people are out there like doing something and like and like in a way that's brave well there's something when you see when you see people protesting for something they're right about and they're the ones like showing up and getting arrested yeah you're like you know even if i don't fully agree with you you're the ones there you showed up you're the ones getting beat up by the cops there's something there. Like you're you the you're the ones with the balls to show up. A lot of people can fucking write on the internet this is messed up. There's a different breed of people who will go into the streets. Yeah, who will who will now have a like arrest record. Yeah. And they don't care. They foot they and I mean it yeah. sounds so like ham- they take it to the streets. There's a difference. <laughs> right. You they know what I mean? They literally take it to the streets. They took it fully to the streets. Um and also the clash is fucking great. Yeah, the clash was good. Saying they're the really clash good. is great is almost dumb sounding because they're so great. I mean, yeah, you're just, you've heard it so many times, but it doesn't change the fact that they are. That's why people keep saying it. Like the Beatles. Yeah. They were like, the Beatles are awesome. You're, you're never going to be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they were really good because they were really fucking talented. Yeah. Um, it's not like a fad that you're just hearing about for six months. People have been steadily saying it for 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, what is 
I mean, I guess in no particular order. Um, wait, where was it? It's on my phone. Sorry. Um, there is a song. I guess in no particular order. Uh, Not Dark Yet by Bob Dylan. Have you ever heard that? Dude, that's on my list. For real? Fuck yeah. That's on your almost made it. That that that's hilarious. That one almost that <laughs> made. I mean that that song is a contender for, for the, top. the top five. Yeah, still. Yeah, that song. So that's a maybe. That song is a fucking masterpiece. It's and it's also late Bob Dylan. Like late? that was ninety seven or ninety eight. It's off the Modern Times album. Yeah, and it was on the Wonder Boys yeah. soundtrack. Right, that's yeah. how I heard it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, no. Is there a noise? Is a noise coming out of the fucking? Is your phone? Cause your phone's near the thing. It was. Yeah. Weird. I learned that from being a professional actor. Uh, what? How do you mean? What happened? You can't keep for some reason putting your phone near like a uh, like a recorder. Uh-huh. They just like fight with each other and they make like a buzz. I just have never put it there. Yeah, you'll catch a buzz from like <coughs> two of them. I don't know what it is. I think it's because if you think about it, there's microphones in both. It may be like when you get two mics close Could to each other. Could be the microphone. It's feedback, yeah. I think. I mean, it's two computers. There's all this, these frequencies. There's all this technological Did shit. Did it we sound don't like feedback? It just sounded like... Bzz, 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 oh, yeah. Bzz, bzz, and I was like, is the recorder going to no, explode dude, now? The sound guy on a set is always like, just get your phone in your pocket and it's on. And you're like, yes. And they're like, can you take that out of there? Oh, I've been told to do that. Yeah, they get a buzz. Oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's funny because that's a thing they didn't have to say five or six years ago. Yeah. And every fucking actor in the world kept their phone on them. Yep. Um, so, yeah, not dark yet. Uh, it is... The reason it didn't make it on... Like, I love the song. It right. is just bleak and dark, <laughs> and you're just like, there's no hope. It's so sad. And, it, like, in a way, you're like, well, that could fit a Desert Island play. when you are feeling that way, where you're like, I want to feel alone with somebody. But here's the you thing, know? Here's why that song, to me, while it is sad and dark, yeah. what makes it so great is it's written by a guy who's a very old. Yeah. It's not like some 25-year-old being dark. Bob right, Dylan's right. fucking old. And so in a weird way, it's almost sort of funny where he's like, I'm not dead yet, but I'm pretty fucking close over here. It's like, it's just extremely realistic Yeah, that I've been through it. There's all those lines in there. You know, there's all, there's all those great lines yeah. and, and about just how much stuff he's seen and what he doesn't believe anymore. He's yeah. like, it's, it's hard to, I'm going to look up. Some it's hard lines. to be anywhere is one of the lines. Yeah. It's not. Oh, what is it? Um, Shit, but th- it's just so fucking honest. It's, it's such a. It's like that is it, one of my favorite lyrics. In it it's too. like a mini documentary about the dude's life. Yeah, it seems like like when I listen to it, I'm like, did something? What happened to you to where you're like, it's over? I don't care anymore. Ugh, that fucking song because he's so so good. I mean, the opening line is "Shadows are falling, and I've been here all day." Yeah, it's too hot to sleep, and time is running away feel like my soul is turning to steel i've got the scars that the sun didn't heal there's not even room enough to be anywhere it's not dark yet but it's getting there it's just like <laughs> holy shit dude what the fuck yeah yeah it's it's heavy dude but it's so good and it's like a seven minute song or something yeah, like it's that beautiful the guitar in that song is yeah. beautiful it's such a great song yeah um 
But yeah, I was like struggling with that. I was like, do I want that in the top five? Yeah. I don't mind having dark, you know, bleak songs that you're, where you just it just makes you think everything. But I already have a couple of those, and I'm like, I gotta have something more upbeat. And I don't remember why what happened in my life where I was doing this, <laughs> but there was a minute where I bought that record and I was driving around only listening to that song. <laughs> really? For like. I don't know, a couple of days. Yeah. I don't, something bad, I don't know, something not rad happened. <laughs> right. But it, that song makes me sad in a way that isn't the worst, though. It's almost it, in a way that's like complete, where you're yeah. like, we're at the end. It's an exception. It's not like, I don't know what to do. It's like, it's over. There's a sadness in that song that has an acceptance to it. It's not yeah. just like, I'm so sad, what's going to happen? He's like, look. I've done a lot of shit. I'm Bob Dylan. It's over, yeah. But I'm, let's be honest, I'm more or less done. Like, so, listen to th- this line. My, my sense of humanity has gone down the drain. But this line. Behind every beautiful thing, there's been some kind of pain. She wrote me a letter and she wrote it so kind. She put down in writing what was in her mind. I just don't see why I should even care. It's not dark yet, but it's getting there. <laughs> so, like, to me, that whole, the song's like about a, it's about the end of something yeah. what, that made him think, like, I'm, I'm done now. Yeah. Like, and obviously a woman. To me, every, th- every, every song is about a girl leaving you or breaking up with you, no matter yeah, what the I song Yeah, I mean, is. where he's like, this isn't going to last much longer. Sometimes my burden... Oh, hold on. Um, this, it just gets darker as it goes on, too. I followed the river and I got to the sea. I've been down on the bottom of a world full of lies. I ain't looking for nothing in anyone's eyes. Sometimes my burden is more than I can bear. It's not dark yet, but it's getting there. (laughs) I say that sometimes when someone like, when someone says like, oh, this sucks or this is not going to be good. I'm like, well, it's not dark yet, dude, but it's getting there. And they're like, what does that mean? If they know the song, they go, ha ha. But if not, they go, Jesus, why are you saying that? That song is great. <laughs> um, it really is. Yeah. Dylan, dude. Late 90s Dylan even was able to pull one out. Yeah. A real, not, that's it. When someone drops a late hit or like a late, a, a great song late, you're like, you motherfucker. Yeah, you still got Turns it. Turns out you were great and still are. Yeah. My next song, I almost say it feels sort of similar Elvis Costello, Allison. Oh, dude, that's one of the best songs ever. <laughs> but there's a real, there's a sadness in that song. There is. God, I didn't even think to put that on there. It's a but sad that's one, man. a fucking amazing song. I remember I probably got into that song. I got into Elvis Costello when I was about 20. <coughs> yeah. But that song is just, you've, you know, it's a girl. It's a girl you loved a long time ago. Yeah, you see her again, and man, and life has not up. been kind to either one of you. Yeah, either one in life. You've both eaten a lot of life, and you're fucking. <laughs> you're just looking at each other, and you're like, I wonder if it would have been different, or like, man, you see the choices. It's you know, it's about like the, he's kind of looking at the choices she made, yeah, and why, and what it's turned her into. Yeah, and you're just like shit. That is dark. It really is. It's really. I mean, there's something. But you it sort of has like. It sounds like it's being uplifting, but it's when not. you're listening to it. That's why it's so like. She's like, I know this life is killing you. Yeah. 
you know because you it there's something about like oh i knew you i knew what you th- i knew you when you thought you were going to turn into something different mm-hmm. and then he didn't <laughs> yeah she left him to be happy and yeah. then wasn't oh and then he and there's a little bit because costello's kind of like this there's a little bit of like schadenfreude in there yeah you know what i mean you yeah. can't i guess you can't tell what does he mean by my aim is true necessarily yeah like is he enjoying it or does he really feel bad or is it a little both like that's what you get for leaving me you maybe bitch. he's like let me let me take you away from all this yeah you know you hate it it's that thing yeah or like hey you remember remember what remember what we were gonna be but we were kids maybe that's it my dad always used to say that where he's like the fir- the 10 year high school reunion is everyone's like or the 10 or 15 some one of the ones is like everyone's divorced and so there's a lot of people who are showing up to like see the person they liked when they were young. Right. And what happened? Did they do it right? Yeah. Because I didn't do it right. And a lot Let's of he's, yeah. like, he's like he's like yeah. A lot of people get together at these things because it's like no man we fucking we were kids so of course it didn't work out but like you were great. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. There's something. Fuck that song's sad. That's a good one. Um. Yeah, it's so good though. There is. I'm gonna look up the lyrics first because this is actually a fun way to kind of do it. You can just quote a couple things. Um, there is a song <coughs> by Bright Eyes called "Motherfucker." Sorry. We are nowhere, and it's now by Bright Eyes off of the. Um, I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning album. I don't know that I've ever heard a Bright Eyes song. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, he had a good... There's a good chunk of time where he was releasing some fucking awesome songs. And we were, like, sort of around the same age. So, like, the things he was talking about, you know, like, people in my age group were kind of like, yeah. Um, But it's this sort of song where he's just kind of like... It just feels to me like he's meandering and trying to figure out you know life and he's like in his early mid 20s so it starts it starts with if you hate the taste of wine then why do you drink it till you're blind and if you i always love this line and if you swear that there's no truth and who cares how come you say it like you're right oh isn't that a good line What's this dude's name? Uh, Connor Oberst. He's is his name. I remember. He's a good songwriter. That's what I've always heard. He's a like a clever lyricist. Yeah, that's a smart line. It's interesting. It really is. When you read song lyrics with uh, without music, they always sound really garbage to me. When anyone just reads lyrics, yeah, they always they just don't. The difference between singing something and just reading it is pretty huge. Oh, totally. Yeah, because you can put a lot of emotion in just regular words that don't necessarily read as poetry, you know? Yeah. Or, or just are clever or, or anything, you know? <laughs> Maybe think of that Richie Haven song, Freedom, if you were just like, freedom, freedom, freedom. Yeah, you just say freedom. Like, freedom, over. freedom, 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 freedom. What's your song about? Yeah, freedom. Yeah. yeah. yeah sometimes um, I feel like a motherless child. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Sometimes yeah. I feel like a motherless child. Freedom, freedom. Like, it doesn't really have the same effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so later on, it's, in our wheels that roll around as we move over to the ground and all day it seems we've been i I always like this line too uh so in our wheels that roll around as we move over the ground and all day it seems we've been in between a past and future town 
Yeah. So you're just stuck. It could be like we're on. It could be one of those on the road songs, you know, yeah. like a traveling. Um, but you know, obviously you can make it whatever you want. But yeah, you just feel like you don't know where you are and where you're heading, and you're just kind of stuck in the middle of nowhere. Um, but anytime I f- would feel that way, I'd like play that song, and it would be like that. I'm someone's identifying with me. Someone is there. And it would just kind of make you feel like you were somewhere at least, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like a really good song. And But it was it used to always do it for me, you know? It still does where I'd be like, oh, I feel, I feel that way again. I'm like, I'm going to put on... I usually just put on the whole album and listen to it because it's beginning to end. Such a great album. And Emmylou Harris sings on the song too. Was he in a different band too? Is he the one who did like multiple things like Snow Patrol or some shit? No, that's Ben Gibbard. He okay. was, I think Ben Gibbard. Yeah, he was in he was in uh, Postal Service, Death Cab for Cutie, and something else. Not Snow Patrol, something else. Okay, but Connor Oberst has been in. He was Bright Eyes for a long time. He's released a couple albums as Connor Oberst. He was in Los Desperados, Los, however you say it. He was in that band for a while, and he was also in Monsters of Folk. Okay, which is awesome. Okay. Um. I yeah, I'm gonna put, and I don't. I didn't have this on this list, but I'm thinking Just of it now. It. <laughs> yeah, it belongs on is Richie Haven's Freedom. Now the thing is this: what? I'm serious. I'm serious. Okay, but you you can't just listen to the song. You have to watch the fucking Woodstock video. Okay, you have to YouTube the Woodstock video. Because I, I was talking about this with Neil. That's the first thing that comes up when yeah. you type Richie Haven's Freedom. I'm not old. I was, I'm obviously I'm close to old enough to have been at Woodstock. <laughs> I'm not, but yeah. like I wasn't there. And it's very easy to clown hippies. And it's, it kind of exists in an abstraction of that time period in, in the 60s and, and those things like Woodstock. And the, so you, 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 it's hard for me to, know, uh, to truly understand what the effect was. Right, but when you when I watch that concert footage and I listen to that song, part of me is like, "Oh, this shit mattered for real." Like it did, like that thing, these that that concert and some of the performances moved the cultural needle mm-hmm. in the right direction. Right, and like I watch that clip and I get like legitimate goosebumps, and I'm like, "Holy shit," because it's fucking crazy. And it's so it's like and it and it it's what we're just saying. He what I was opened just, Woodstock. Yeah, what I was just saying is the it, that like <clears throat> if you read the lyrics, he says freedom a bunch of times. He says sometimes I feel like a motherless child. There's not a lot of lyrics at all. Yeah, but when you listen to it and how the crowd is reacting and how he's singing it, it's it's insane. It's yeah. fucking huge. It's like a huge transcendent moment that hundreds of thousands of people there heard. And then in subsequent years, millions of people have seen and have like it made that it's weird that that concert clip makes me take it serious, makes me take Woodstock in the 60s and the hippie peace movement, the anti-war movement. That song like is a big part of why I take it seriously. And that I'm like, no, 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 that shit mattered. (coughs) Apparently that was an improvisation. Yeah. That turned into the song Freedom. So he he was playing for like two hours, it says, including an improvisation 
that incorporated the spiritual motherless child later called Freedom. It became the highlight of the documentary about the festival and it introduced him to audiences around the world. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And like, I, I don't know that, I don't know that people our age have had a moment that was as idealistic as that, mm. but also as big at the same time. I think there are tons of people that are incredibly idealistic of our age group and younger, but I don't know that it was as shared an experience numerically as Woodstock was at that time. Yeah, there was just more... The culture was just so different. Everybody could... There were, like, serious issues with, you know, like, war and civil rights. It was a perfect storm. So people could all come together. We don't have a thing like that to all come together. And it's also... You don't have to come together. You can converge on, like, the internet. Right. You know what I mean? But even then, there isn't, like, one big thing happening right now that we're all... That's what the evil people did. They realized all you had to do was spread it out. <laughs> if you spread it out, people can't. If people can't focus on one thing, they can't all converge. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think that song is fucking epic. I probably listen to it like every couple months. Oh, really? When I'm feeling kind of hippie-ish. Makes me want to buy different clothes. Like uh, bell bottoms. Not so much. I never bell bottoms. Maybe maybe some color. I want to I involve more color in my wardrobe. But yeah, there's bongo drums in the song. He just fucking goes at it super hard. Okay, what do I got? Um, let's see. Yeah, people make fun of hippies, but that shit worked. To a little bit of degree. For a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did. And you, I mean, you still see like kind of the effect of it now. There's still people that like. It actually made the later administrations clamp down really hard. <laughs> Had a little bit of an adverse effect, but it showed people. It made people learn how to do stuff, how to protest, how to fucking get out there. So there's a song called, and this one is so good, man. I like. Part of me is like, maybe it will make it to the top five. But I don't know if it will. Uh, it is by a band I have mentioned on this podcast so many times. Uh, they are from Chicago. Their name is Wilco. And they have a song called... <laughs> <laughs> like I'm introducing them into the room right now. <laughs> you know, They have a song called Hate It Here. Right. And man, is it beautiful. It is, to me, I have to always say that, to me it is about... Um, Someone left you, you know? As per usual. Yeah, which happens to a lot of musicians, and then they sit down and pen some beautiful lyrics. <laughs> um, and it's about uh, someone, a, a woman left him, you know, his wife. I think in real life it was like his wife left him, and then he was just... Classic wife move. ...sitting around the house trying to figure out shit to do until she comes back. <laughs> and he hates it here, you know? <laughs> I try to stay busy. I do the dishes. I mow the lawn. I try to keep myself occupied even though I know you're not coming home. That's how the song opens. <laughs> so it's literally just him going through like a house chore. I try to keep the house nice and neat. I make the bed. I change the sheets. I even learn how to use the washing machine. But keeping things clean doesn't change anything. <laughs> what am I going to do when I run out of shirts to fold? What am I going to do when I run out of lawn to mow? What am I going to do if you never come home? Tell me, what am I going to do? Oh, <laughs> you know? God. I hate it here. I hate it here when you're gone. Yeah, it's just that. I check the phone. I check the mail. I check the phone again. I call your mom. She says, you're not there, and I should take care. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. Um, 
There's two kinds of being left. Yeah. There's being left because you sucked. Right. And sometimes, then you, a lot of times after the fact, dudes will like do this where they're like, I'm grabbing my shit together, check out how clean the house is. We've all done that. Then there's just being left, not because you sucked, because they just didn't fucking like you that much. Yeah. I don't know which is, but that that's almost like sadder because you can't clean the, there's nothing to improve. You at your best wasn't good enough. Yeah, you ju- you just the love didn't work. But yeah, <laughs> this one I was told was about his wife leaving him because he was uh, still using whatever he was using pills right. or drugs or yeah. something like that. So she was like, "I'm out of here until you're yeah until you get better." You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're just sitting there going like, "How do I kill the time?" Or in a way, he's doing things that reminds him of her. You know. Right. Like I like I even learned how to use the washing machine, which is like that. That's the thing you used to do, but yeah. I'm now doing that because a you probably always wanted me to, and it reminds me of you. So you're sitting there, yeah. But none of it's working because you have you have to do that one thing, right? That's actually going to get her back. But I don't know. But you know, you've just been there before, and you you're like, dude, I identify with this, and you know the way he sings it, and the guitar is beautiful in it. And I it, like that it's just, and I've never heard the song, but I liked it. He's not he's not turning those things he's doing into anything symbolic. He's giving you the literal. Yeah. He's like yeah. he's telling you the actual things. I learned right. to do the I mean it's sort of weird. Like, am I about to say washing machine in a fucking rock song? Like in a song that's <laughs> right. gonna go on an album? Where you're right. like like socks. Like it's so literal yeah. that it, it it makes it it doesn't need to be symbolic. You're just like Hey, I'm trying. I did. It's the almost thing. like a little more pathetic because you're literally singing yeah. about folding clothes and a washing machine and mowing the lawn and going, "When are you coming back?" It's yeah. almost just like, "Oh, you poor guy." You Fuck. know, everyone <laughs> does. Everyone does that thing when you hope when you're hoping someone's going to come back. Yeah. Where every day, well, there's like a there's like a period of time, maybe it's a week, where you're still you you haven't given up hope yet. Mm-hmm. And so every day you put on an outfit you think they may like just in case they come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you take it off at the end of the day, oh, what a sadness. See, I think this is good that we're doing this right now because okay. it's really helping me figure out like, yeah, you know what? I talked this song out a little bit and it's not top five material. It's great, but it's not top five. Um, All right, your turn. Lou Reed... Waiting for my man. Uh, I don't know if I've heard that one. What? It's fucking classic. You've heard it. I know. It's about him buying drugs. It's about uh, him fucking going to buy heroin. Wow. I don't do drugs. I've never really done drugs. Mm-hmm. I've never lived a drug life. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's fascinating to me. Okay. And it's the thing I like about this song is the casualness with it's like a upbeat kind of catchy tune and he it speaks to like the casual nature of someone who gets so addicted to drugs it just is just what they're doing he's like i head up to lexington on to five like it's just i feel like uh feeling more dead than than i am alive yeah and it's just like i need fucking drugs and it's like Hey white boy, what are you doing uptown? Like, what do you like? It's spe- it, he's telling you like, now nah, you got to go to these. Every time a celebrity gets busted in like a weird ass neighborhood, you're like, what the fuck were they doing over there? Yeah, it's, and, all, like, and it's always drugs. Yeah, 
And I remember who was that one? Can't remember who it was because so many have been caught. Zach Efron. There. They found Zach Efron on like Skid Row. Yeah, they found a bunch of people. Like the kid from Terminator, he would hang out there yeah. a lot. Brad Renfro, who I think. Yeah. He, uh, You're buying crack. Died. Yeah, and one of them though was like, "No, no, I got a, I got a buddy that lives down here. We're just hanging out." You're like, you have a buddy that lives in Skid Row. Your friend lives in Skid Guess Row. Guess what? No one lives in Skid Row except homeless people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's that it. it but I liked it because it was like this like upbeat. Hey, this is how you buy heroin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like that Tyrone Bigham sketch on Chappelle show where the, he's like, everyone knows how to get drugs. You take this and you take the subway this, you ask for this guy and these kids are all, <laughs> the kids are all writing it down. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's that. You're like, oh, so you just get, you know, for me, someone who never bought heroin is probably never going to. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, drug life seems, it may, it may, you got why it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're like this guy's fucking cool. That's the thing. I I I watch it or you know I listen to the song, and I'm like Lou Reed was cool. Oh, he totally was. He quite literally like, he may have been like he's more cool than he is anything else. Right. That guy had cool figured out. <coughs> he was one of the few people that could wear sunglasses indoors or at night, and you yeah. wouldn't be like, "Fuck you, fuck, take them off." No, you'd be like, "Yeah, that's cool. You're Lou, Lou Reed. Reed. You he's do whatever you super want. on heroin right now. Leave him alone." Yeah, but like he. That guy had cool pretty much figured out. He could out. wear sunglasses and probably had at one point while fucking a girl. Oh, I bet, I bet half of his boning was done with sunglasses. Yeah, totally. Mirrored sunglasses so they could, the girl could see herself. Could, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also some dudes. Maybe. But uh, yeah, I just, I've always thought that song was cool, it, even though it's not like I can relate to it. I mean, right. I could write. Well, some songs you just live vicariously if through. It was and about that's getting, why they're excited. If it was about getting Chinese food. Right. I mean, you could, you could kind of transfer some of the, you know, imagery. I guess. Yeah. You know, just stretch a little bit. Hey, white boy, what are you doing uptown? Could just be, what are you doing in Los Feliz? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why are you eating at a restaurant that has Express at the end of the name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Up instead of up to a brownstone, three flights of stairs, just into the strip mall. <laughs> Look, know, I bought our ga- on I, Hurst and Franklin. I bought way look. healthier food for my dog, and then put it in the car, and then went and ate garbage food for myself. That's funny. So, um, but yeah, I'm fast. It's the same reason I watch like Lock Up or right. It's just a life I'll I've never led and will never lead, and it's fascinating to me. And it's a good song. It's just catchy, and you can hear it's you can hear the seeds of all the bands that I liked later. You can mm-hmm. hear the Strokes, you know, you can hear that stuff. In yeah, he was songs. a big influence on like Huge. All, all that indie rock that came later, Huge. like indie garage rock, kind yeah, of, kind of thing. Yeah, that was all him, or a lot of it was. What's your next one? Uh, by a little unknown band uh, called the Rolling Stones. Oh, heard of them? Yeah, the song. <laughs> Beast of Burden. It's a good one. It's a great one. It's a good song, man. It's a good song. Now it wasn't even. I'm. I knew it really wasn't going to make the top five. I knew right. that. But it's one of those songs where I'd be like, man, I'd be sad not to hear that again. Because it's one of those songs that was never like a huge Stones hit. Right. But you would hear it here and there, kind of pop up on the radio or in a restaurant or yeah. a bar or whatever. And any time it came on, you're just like. You know, th- like the melody sounded good. Now, the song isn't like the happiest of songs, really, but um, it just always made me feel good to hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And without getting like into the into the lyrics and stuff. 
Um, I mean, it's literally about not being like good enough to me. It's about not being good enough for a woman that you can't not kind of still want to prove yourself to or whatever. <laughs> um, That's the thing. There, I don't know if people talk. About, it's always like people get left for fucking up, but you don't hear a lot about like you. You weren't. You as a human just weren't good enough, <laughs> which yeah. is pretty common. I mean, usually you don't even get to date the girl in the first place, but there's those rare moments where you kind of the girl kind of tries you out for a minute and it's right. like yeah uh, and, and you know in her head she was like i thought he was not good enough and then he wasn't just right. not good enough you're not tall enough not fucking good looking enough not successful enough not interesting enough not funny enough that kind of thing hurts more when you're younger because you don't really have a full grasp on who you are anyway so you're just thinking like i want to get this hot girl and then she's like i'm not in you and you're like oh you know it hurts when you're older when you realize you've already peaked what do you mean so there's no real improvement left it's a tough one to swallow. Oh, I get. I mean, but are these women that you were like super into, or just no. it was just yeah? I mean, the rejection is like, who cares? We're just like, well, if this if this me is gets rejected, <laughs> this is easily right. But yeah, that's that's a fucking classic song, man. It is. It's it's like almost hard to talk about songs by bands like the Stones and the Beatles because they're so classic. Yeah, and there's like, so yeah, many. I have a Stone song in my top five. In the top five? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder can't what say it what is. it is, but... Well, I know you can't. I have it one. It's just, no to me, way. it's fucking... I love that song so much. <coughs> I'm going um, to try and guess it. My next song is by Arrested Development. This is some real 90s shit. Oh, fuck it is. Everyday People by Arrested Development. That's a good song. I Now, let's uh, give credit where credit is due. The sample... Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. But that song is great. It's This is what I'm saying. This, I, like, I'm sure someone listening to this is going to be like, you are a boring piece of garbage. That's some Kiss FM shit. But when I was young, when I was a teenager, that song was so good. Right. It's f- so catchy. It's like upbeat. It's It's like positive. It says like we're all the same. We're just people. Uh, we all are trying to do the same thing. We all just want to be safe. From ta- it's it's all that shit. Right. And it was catchy as hell. You could dance to it. They looked cool. There was like 70 people in the band. They were like rusted root, but not white. Right. They were ha- looked like they were having the time of their lives. Ugh, I loved that song. I bought the single. <laughs> I bought the cassette single. Wow. And I just—I don't think I'd ever owned a cassette single. Before. Oh, I had a lot of cassette singles. Wow. So I had—I bought the cassette single of that, put it in my my Walkman, and I would listen to it walking to CV. I would listen to it as I walked to Crescent Valley High School. Wow. Where I would get there and I'd be like, "You people don't get it. You're not <laughs> you listening. Don't fucking know the rest of development right now." But I am. Um, that's funny. Yeah. It's a pick me up song. This one that I'm about to talk about is not a pick me up <laughs> song at all. Uh, it is by one of my favorite bands, and it's really he's just one person. Uh, the band is called Eels. Oh yeah. Um, and dude, he has a song called. I'm waiting to find the lyrics right now. Not that there are too many, but it's called "It's a Motherfucker." <laughs> never heard that song and it's awesome dude it's just sad and simple and just bleak and i've given up and 
I mean, literally the lyrics are, it's a motherfucker being here without you, thinking about the good times, thinking about the bad, and I won't ever be the same. But the way he sings it, it's a motherfucker getting through a Sunday, talking to the walls, just me again, but I won't ever be the same. Um, yeah, it's just so sad, and you're just like, man, she's gone, it's over. <laughs> uh, this is, I, I'm just, I've, I'm going to wallow in this for a while. I've given up. Really is like... And it's just kind of funny how he uses it's a motherfucker yeah. as the imagery. The You know, I don't know. He's always been, he calls himself bummer rock. Yeah. You know, um, but there's always a little bit of like tongue in cheek. Yeah. He's a little bit funny. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every once in a while that song comes on and you're like, oh yeah, I could get into this for like two <laughs> minutes and just feel like, man, sometimes it's fucking hopeless, you know, and then you're back out of it, you know, yeah. um, Okay. So that was a quick one. Uh, this next one is... That whole in- album, by the way, is awesome. Daisies of the Galaxy. This next song is instrumental. Interesting. Uh, it is by the Vince Garaldi, Vince Garaldi Trio. Yeah. It is from the Charlie Brown Christmas album. <laughs> it is titled Linus and Lucy. Yeah. It's... It's... Fucking perfect. It's perfect. That's funny. It is a perfect song. <laughs> it has perfect notes. <laughs> it yeah. was, it's set in, if you've seen the Charlie Brown Christmas special, it's the perfect Christmas special. <laughs> okay. It is by the greatest, I think, the greatest comic strip artist of all time. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest fucking plain just i i think you could put charles schultz as one of the great writers because yeah. while he wrote little there are little blurbs and you could say oh they're just comic strips that dude was dropping bombs right and that song <laughs> if you hear that song and don't smile a little you there's something wrong with you oh yeah i mean i smiled when you were like starting i was like dude oh, yeah. it's so good yeah and I, when I put that on my list of top ten, uh, the person I was sending to was like, "That's impressive." Yeah, because you theme songs get pretty overlooked, but sure. so, that dude. I have a theme song. Is it from Rocky? No. Okay, but I. Let's be honest. The Rocky theme song. Yeah, it's uplifting. I have, actually have two. One of them. I still don't know if it's going to make it on, so I don't want to say it. Okay. But the other one that is not is the theme song to Gilligan's Island. Huh. Huh. Just <laughs> think about as far as the desert island playlist goes. It covers the being on a desert island. <laughs> it covers uh, TV and your childhood. Yeah. And just like happy memories. Whenever I think Gilligan's Island you music, know? <laughs> I just think whenever like Gilligan would have got was in trouble and he was like kind of, you know, he's kind of like, moping on the island because he did something stupid and he would go bum 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 yeah bum 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> those poor bastards made no money on that show I know not a residual penny that sucks the fucking guys who made that show the producers and they also made the Brady Bunch I believe right. they I don't know how they slept at night because they were so rich and those actors on that show all went broke. It was like different back then. With it was like, different. Yeah, yeah. Residuals and ownership and all that. Like people, I don't even think thought it was an option. I think they invented those conventions where TV actors signed things just for the Gilligan's Island cast and fucking Brady. Yeah. Bunch people. They went broke. 
Yeah. Their show was on every single day and none of them got a penny for it. Yeah. It's insanity. Yeah, there was nothing to compare it to. Fuck. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Linus uh, and Lucy is perfect. It's perfect. And it's like, you know, it's weird. You think, you hear it and you're like, this is Charlie Brown. It's also just jazz, just very good jazz. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's a good jazz song. That is true. But yeah, putting a theme song on is good. Yeah, it covers a lot of ground. Rocky theme song changed lives. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. What's your next one? That's what I'm looking at right now. It's hard. To, sometimes it's just fucking so hard to pick one. Um, this one isn't going to make it on, but the song Stink Fist by Tool is <laughs> so good. I'm sure I've heard it. Oh, yeah, dude. You've, you've heard it. <laughs> and if you do play it and you haven't, you should take some time to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> Just set a way, little bit of time aside, like five minutes to be like, I feel... By the way, can't. I think it's important, people listening to this, <laughs> play some of these songs. Maybe yeah, we stop, hope you are while we're... Maybe stop and play one. Just and if, you, like, if you don't remember it, be like, oh, yeah. We can't play them because we'll get sued. Yeah, I wanted to kind of just like hit play a little bit yeah. and put the mic up, but I it, we don't want it to fucking. This, they that's flag the these gets, nerds get on the internet and they just start flagging shit with their fucking nerd sticks. Why do you like stink fists? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just about not to me. You know, these are all obviously to me is about trying to get through something. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, you're there's something. I mean, literally, it starts with something has to change, undeniable dilemma, boredom's not a burden anyone should bear, constant overstimulation numbs me, but I wouldn't want you any other way. It's not enough, I need more, nothing seems to satisfy. I don't want it, I just need it to breathe, to feel, to know I'm alive. Like, there's something that is either holding you down or preventing you from getting through to something that you want or need or need to achieve, Right. you know? And obviously... You know, listening to the song, it's a hard rock song that, like, you know, um, makes you feel that sense of urgency to do that. You right. know, um, but yeah, like it always it just sung. gets me go. That song just gets me I going. I don't want it. I just need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just <laughs> yeah. like, and he gets, and he kind of like, I mean, the way it's written, like he keeps going, like. There's one part where he goes finger deep within the borderline. Show me that you love me and that we belong together relax turn around and take my hand and then later on it's <laughs> dirty knuckle, knuckle deep i know because it's called stink fist but it's not really about oh i think putting your finger i in, think yeah. it's uh it is whatever you want it to be about and i think that they've always been a little tongue-in-cheek too like yeah. they're a band you look at and they're like they take each other, themselves so seriously they're a metal band but there's literally a song on this album that's sung in German that sounds like a fucking Nazi like rally type song right. called Dear Von Satan or whatever. Uh-huh. And you listen to it and you're like, was this taken from like a World War II speech? And it's a recipe for making like hash brownies or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Do you remember when Perfect Circle, did you ever see when Perfect Circle was on Jay Leno? And after the song, Maynard was just standing there sh- doing his like shaking thing. Uh-huh. And Jay Leno just went to shake his hand, but he wasn't done trembling. <laughs> right, so Jay right. Leno just had to like go shake the hand of the bass player. Right, 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 right. That's funny. <laughs> it was really um, funny. <laughs> so what was that one line? Um, this is point in the song. 
that he just go, I'll keep digging till I feel something. And the way he, you're just like, fuck yeah, Jesus. get there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, or it's about you know putting your finger in a girl's asshole, which I'm all about too. Uh, yeah, I mean we know you're about that. So either way, that song's a winner. Um, <laughs> this next one is a late hit. Okay. To me by it's Tom Petty song. Is it Free Fallen? Nope. Better be Free Fallen. It's not Free Fallen because that's one of the best songs of all time. Well, yeah, duh. Okay. Uh, it's called <laughs> Swinging. Okay. It's on. I believe it was off the Echo record. Okay. It's fucking great. It's up. similar to it's not dark yet, but not about it's how not dark about, it is yet. It's not about death. <laughs> yeah. It's not that dark yet. It's about failure. <laughs> okay. But about how he's just listing all a lot of people who they went down, but they fucking went down swinging. Right. And he yeah, just, he's like like, like like Jimmy Dorsey. And he's just like listing people. Like like Glenn Miller, and he just he keeps saying people's names, yeah. And it's just about like you know what, this world won, but that fucker didn't let up. Tom Petty's like that, you know. He had to sue his record label, and he's always, you know, he just had to sue that fucking guy Sam Smith, right? And he's just he's always been a bit of a. It's weird because he's so mellow because he's so stoned all the time. But the dude's <laughs> always had an edge. He's a fighter. The guy's like, no, yeah. man, fuck you. It's just that, like, quiet. Like, he doesn't get angry or loud. He's like, dude, fuck you. I'm out of here, the kind of thing. Yeah. And I love that song so much. Echo's a good record. I don't know that I've heard that. That's a later Petty one, yeah, right? It's yeah, a la- heard it's a lot Tom of Petty and the Heartbreakers, and it's a later one. But, yeah, that song. there's good songs on the whole record, but that one I've always really loved. <laughs> we could literally do this for the next two hours yeah because there's so many songs i haven't even gotten to the ones where i'm really really struggling with but i mean we were doing this just to kind of get some of the alternates out there we're at like an hour right now okay um Um, maybe we'll do like one one or two more each maybe i don't know one more each okay uh and these again all these ones that you're hearing where you're like how could you not have said they're they're in no particular order they're just as they're literally coming to me some of them because there's too many songs Fuck this. Why are we doing this? Your uh, fault. Your definite I fault. I know. We're so stupid. Um, so, a whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin. I mean, fucking yeah. look. It, dude, it's just, it's, it, it embodies all of rock and roll. Guitar based rock makes you feel good, makes you feel angry, makes you feel powerful. Yeah. It's so fucking good, man. It's it's a song you could play driving in the rain. You mm-hmm. could play it driving to the beach. You could play it at the beach. Drums when the drums kick in on that song is pretty Yeah. You play it right when you wake up in the morning and you're like, dude, I'm ready to fucking take this day on. It's been in like 30 car commercials. I turn it off right away whenever it is. (laughs) I'm serious because I don't want to associate it with Cadillac ever. (laughs) I want to associate it with me and how I feel about it, not what fucking General Motors wants. All right. Yeah. Okay. No, that thing's a (laughs) fucking... You know what? I think for my last one of this episode... That actually... What if that makes it into the top five? It could. (laughs) Fuck. Um, I think I will put in the Beatles' Helter Skelter. Oh, okay, yeah. You never get to hear it. (laughs) Right. Because they won't play it on the radio. Yeah. Because Charles Manson liked it so much, he murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. And... 
So you don't get to hear it that often, but Helter Skelter, and it doesn't, it doesn't come on their box sets. They don't put it on like, not all like when they do like a greatest hits box set or whatever. Some Helter Skelter's not on it. Oh, interesting. It's not on all of them, and and it's a fucking good song. Well, it's they, like box sets do that anyway, where they always leave out two or three, so you buy some, another box set. A lot of Beatles box sets, they had so many great songs. They're they're not even really like edited it's just like here's everything yeah here's a bunch of stuff here's every Beatles song because they were basically all great but fucking Helter Skelter is a truly good rock song yeah it's loud it's fucking stripped down it's raw there's fucking yelling and it's been it got ruined by the murders you'd never get to hear it but I fucking love that song I mean maybe part of the reason I wanted to hear it because like this one's forbidden it's like it's like the evil Beatles song Right, you know what I mean. It's like the one Helter Skelter's the song, the Beatles song that the Rolling Stones should have written. Yeah, but yeah, I fucking love that song so much. The Beatles helped the Rolling Stones write a couple songs like early on in their career. I I saw a thing where they they used to like kind of coordinate each, with each other when they would release albums so they wouldn't like compete too much. No, like I mean he, before that when they first formed their band, they were, they didn't know how to write. They had no original songs and they yeah. didn't really know how to write any. And Lennon and and McCartney like sat down with them with a couple and they were like you know try these arrangements do that yeah they literally helped them start it's great yeah as a band yeah. but, i mean they were different enough anyway where it didn't matter it's not like they were um i uh, want to mention i want to mention briefly the, uh, the yeah. wtf thing you're like i want to mention briefly seven more songs that i no. really want <laughs> um <laughs> if you're listening to this you probably listen to other podcasts hopefully you listen to barack obama on wtf mark maron's podcast it's, I have not heard it, but please tell me why we should listen to it. It's a fucking insanely epic moment in podcasting. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it. I can't fully wrap my head around it that <coughs> yeah. uh, the President of the United States went to Highland Park mm-hmm. in Mark Maron's garage, same garage I was in, right? and did the podcast. First of all, it was 90 degrees. It was probably 92 in Highland Park. All he's got is a window unit in that room, and I bet you couldn't turn it on because the mics are on. So it was hot as fuck right. in there. And it's just, it's so, it's crazy. It's crazy to me that you, someone started something in their garage that got so popular, the president was on it and was still taping it in the garage. In the garage, yeah. I don't, and I just, I really feel like, the, to me, I think to not mention it, especially because we have a podcast, but to not mention it in general is yeah. being like, a hater because <laughs> it's huge it's humongous mm-hmm. there's nothing i can't think what has happened in podcasting that's even relatively close i mean nothing really. nothing yeah literally nothing so i think people that are listening to this you should go you should just go and listen to it i think it's an important it's it's an important moment in media because it speaks to it i, yeah. I mean you could you i think it, it's possible that it'll be looked at it later as as a moment when media changed because it's it's a kind of guest that it's a form of media getting a kind of guest that has never been in that form of media. Right. It basically says this format's valid. It's a kind of a it's a benchmark in it's a huge benchmark. Yeah, I mean, in and that's part of the reason he did it. Where he's like, these numbers are huge. This will affect. This will get to an audience. Way more people download WTF than watch Meet the Press. Yeah. Meet the Press gets whatever ratings or yeah. you know it. it it, is, it was yeah. It symbolizes a turning point in yeah. where people are getting their information. Yeah, you know what I mean. And entertainment, not yeah. just information. But yeah. yeah, it was huge when I saw that. When I saw the uh, the article, like 
uh, a couple of days prior, they're like Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, to be on WTF with Mark Maron. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, that is. I great. thought it was and when he had fucking Jagger and Keith Richards on. I was my when he had Iggy Pop on. I was like, holy I mean, shit, it's man! Just that moment will make people who don't listen to podcasts a little bit more curious about podcast in general, not yeah. just his, but they'll go like, so what's this podcast thing really all about? Because right. you hear a lot of people go like. Yeah, I've heard a podcast. I just don't really know. I don't know. I just still listen to the radio. Or what are they for? It's the what kind of thing do? where it's like now your mom will know. My mom yeah. now. My mom will know that that Barack Obama was on a podcast, and she'll be like, "Have you ever <laughs> right. heard of that podcast?" And I'm like, "Well, mom, I was on it." Right? She'll be like, huh? Yeah. Did, you, did you get to meet the president? It's like that thing. Yeah, they'll think that. Yeah. It's you know, it's 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 just. Yeah. It oh, was, we've been on the same podcast a president has. That's the thing I was thinking. You know how like open micers and I'm going to com- say I open for the president. Yeah, new comics do that <laughs> thing. Like has performed with when there were like a thirty Obama. a thirty comic lineup or has yeah. performed on the same stage as. Yeah, it's that shit. I think. So, yeah, mine was two hundred episodes before. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> Still the same one. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited to listen to that one. I really it's am. Good. It's I mean, it good. came out what? Yet, yet came today? Out, uh, today. Yeah, today. And I'll be honest with you, it, it, I don't listen to tons of the president's interviews, but there are moments that just felt personal. Yeah. It felt just like, and, you know, I don't know if everyone knows, but the president actually used to live around there. Mm-hmm. He went to Occidental College yeah. for a year. He, right used to, he lived in Pasadena. And, and, you know, he's like, no, this is where I lived around here. And you're like, fuck, man. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking interesting shit. It's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah. Um, Snipers on his roof. Just crazy. Yeah, it's fucking for real. So cool. It's insane. Um, Listen to that. Yeah. So on that note, um, thank you for listening to this episode of this podcast and every podcast you listen to. Thank you for supporting. Batteries running out. Holy shit. Okay. We, We will see you next week. Thank you. Bye.